Let me guess. You want me to do a case on the disappearance of Don Lewis? You do? Well, that's great, because that's what I'm going to do. So, how I kind of want to do this is go through a little bit of Don's background leading up to his marriage or to where he met Carol. Uh, and then go from you know, a little bit of Carol's background up till you know meeting Don. Anyway, we're, today's case is going to be we're going to cover the disappearance of Don Lewis and his wife at the time, Carol Lewis, or A.K.A. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin has recently received a lot of uh, notoriety from her appearance and her feud with Joe Exotic in the Netflix Netflix documentary series Tiger King Murder Mayhem and Madness which is about private zoo operator Joe Exotic. So let's start with a little bit of background on Carol. Carol Baskin. Uh, she was born Carol Stairs Jones, born June 6, 1961. As we all know, she is an American animal rights activist and she is the owner of Big Cat Rescue which is a non-profit animal sanctuary based near Tampa, Florida. We know how she drew her public attention. Attention. We know why everybody and their mama knows who Carol Baskin is. And we know from the documentary that she, in my opinion, is not one to be fucked with. Uh, she was born on June 6, 1961, Lackland Air Force Base in Bexar County, Texas. Uh, she expressed an interest in cats when she was nine. She wanted to do veterinary medicine, but didn't want to euthanize animals. Um, she dropped out of high school, left home when she was 15. And I think this is important here with her background. She left at 15 with a local roller rink employee. Now, at this point, she hitchhiked back and forth between Florida and Bangor, Maine, sleeping under parked cars. She later purchased a Datsun truck and slept in the back with her pet cat. Now, that should tell you that this woman is not timid. This woman is not easily pushed around. This fucking woman hitchhiked up and down the East Coast for two years, sleeping under parked cars. So, the little timid, oh, woe is me, what now? Some of it may be true. And I'm just speculating, obviously. I don't know her, but I'm just telling you. That this tells me this, and then there's another little incident that comes up. I think that adds shows her character. She's just not pushed around. She's not a timid, meek, mild little woman. She is. I mean, she's got some street smarts about her. So she returns to Florida. She's working at a department store. She meets her boss, Michael Murdoch. They get married, have a daughter. Um, her parents. Uh, disapprove so Carol claims that that's why she married Mike Murdoch she didn't love him uh, of course they were married April 7th 1979 she was 17 now at the age of 19 uh, Mike Murdoch is, begins to attack her she leaves the home she is after throwing a potato and hitting him in the head, the balls, the chest, something. But anyway, he comes after her. She leaves. She takes off on foot. She's gone for hours. Hopefully, she's got enough distance between them. She comes out, and she's out on the main road now walking. And 
she encounters a gentleman comes by asking if she needs a ride. This is her first meeting that she will soon later find out is how she meets Don Lewis. Now Don Lewis was born Jack Donald Lewis April 30th, 1938, Dade City, Florida. Um, by 1981, he had made millions in real estate and used car businesses that he had. Now, at that time, Lewis was married to his first wife, Gladys Lewis Cross. They had three daughters and an adopted son. Now, we know that Don Lewis was a shrewd businessman. They say that he was, he would cut your throat. He was not a pushover. He was not one to be messed with. He was straight up hardcore businessman. Now, you take a hardcore, hard-nosed businessman, you take a hard-ass, hard-nosed young woman, put them together. Now, that first meeting when I spoke of, their first meeting of Carol coming out on the street, she encounters a gentleman, which is Don Lewis. He gives her a fake name. He says, please ride with me. This is the other story I was talking about that tells me that Carol Baskin is not a weak, timid, mild. I mean, she is, listen, this, I wouldn't even do this shit. First of all, I'm not hitchhiking down the East Coast, sleeping in her parked cars, and I'm not doing this either. So the gentleman said, I'd love to talk with you. I just had a fight with my wife. Please ride with me. No, Carol, I'm not interested. Well, he comes back a little bit later with a revolver on the seat. Hey, I just need to talk. I'll let you hold this revolver on me. Now, I think a normal person would be like, you know, well, that's probably not a good idea. Thanks for the offer, but I'm going to be on my way. Carol gets in. Her story goes, they ride around and talk. He pulls over, puts his hand around her throat, hands, says I could key right now if I wanted to. She shows no fear. He's like, let's go get a room. I, hope, I promise I won't bother or touch you. So that night, he didn't, no, he didn't bother, he didn't touch her, and she says the love affair began then. So, they begin an affair. She's married to Mike Murdoch. He's married to Gladys. Now, Gladys at this time knows he has girlfriend after girlfriend after girlfriend, she even packs extra food in his lunch bag for his girlfriends. Her thing was, as long as she never seen it, it was never in her face, or she never found out, she would never have a problem. Now, according to others that knew Don, Don had a, a sexual appetite that he needed sex every day, maybe by different various people. Who knows? It was a very strong, strange sexual appetite from what I've heard. By 1984, they've had their affair for a few years. She... Carol has actually helped Don grow his business two or threefold. So, as she, well, before she actually finds out, I'll tell that part of the story, before she actually finds out that it is actually Don Lewis, the millionaire that she's with, 
the gentleman in the beginning gives her a different name. So he says, I work for Don Lewis, a very wealthy man. So she's able to call this place. The secretary will get her in contact with this uh, fake name. The secretary was in on it. But it came to that she, Carol found out when she called the office, there was a new secretary. She's like, well, there's not a gentleman by here by that name, the fake name that he gave. So she said, well, describe the man you're talking about. And when she did, she said, oh, you're describing Mr. Lewis. So he was worried that she would want him for his money. And she was a little upset with that. But needless to say, in 1991, they both divorce their significant others and they marry. So in 1992, Don Lewis and Carol Baskin co-founded Wildlife on Easy Street, which is now called Big Cat Rescue. It's a big cat animal sanctuary in Tampa. Now, according to Baskin in the crime drama, Lewis would take monthly flights to Costa Rica to deal with his sex addiction. He had also mentioned he is planning to move there. Now, they opened the park in 92. Now, in the beginning, they were into breeding. Um, their first instance with a cat was Winsong. They were at an auction. Uh, there was a taxidermist there bidding. And he, she's like, I want to let you know about bobcats. When they get older, it'll rip your face off. He's like, well, I'm a taxidermist. I'm going to club it in the head in the parking lot and stuff it, whatever they do. And so her and Don were not having it. They bought it, first one. They went also to a place in Minnesota where they found out it was a fur farm. Uh, they bought over 50-some cats there. In the beginning, they were both on the same page. Now, remember, to me, my opinion is that this park is everything to Carol. Money, it means something, but it's nothing like what this park means to her. But by 97, Don Lewis was into the breeding of the cats. Carol had went to an auction and had noticed one of the animals, she had actually sold someone as a pet back up on that auction block. And at that moment, she could not ever handle the thought of one of her pets being put in a position like maybe Winsong was, of that taxidermist getting a hold of it, clubbing it in the head, killing it out in the parking lot. So I believe that this falling out was something that would give Carol motive to cause Don to disappear because... Whether he disappear, whether they get divorced, she had been able to help him to make a substantial amount of money. So I don't think money was going to be an issue whether Don was alive, whether Don was missing, whether Don was dead. But I do believe that Don being alive would have a big role in how the cat rescue was run. And once they started seeing not seeing eye to eye on that with Don wanting to continue the breeding and making the money and Carol wanting to, to get out of the breeding altogether, I believe that's what started to cause the controversy in that relationship outside of him going to Costa Rica during her period to go have sex with women every day and his shady business dealings in Costa Rica, which Don was no saint. But I believe that Deep down, her true love 
was these these cats and her ability to be able to control that park and operate that park the way she, she seemed fit. So in early 97, Lewis begins transferring ownership of his properties in Florida to a Costa Rican company that he controlled. He also, with the help of his secretary, was able to funnel almost $400,000 into a safety deposit box. Now, as he would take his monthly trips to Costa Rica, while he was gone, Carol would sell some of his things. He had a collection of just god-awful amount of stuff. She would have people come in, take it off, haul it off. Uh, when he returned back from his trips, they get into these bitter fights, and according to Don Lewis, she had threatened to kill him on two occasions. So he goes for an injunction to stop her. A, I think the main thing he was trying to do was to stop her from getting rid of his shit while he was gone. But according to Florida law, the Domestic Violence Act, he had stated that she had threatened to kill him on two occasions, but was not in able to prove imminent danger and was really, I think the judge just seemed more or less that he was wanting to protect his things more than he was trying to protect himself. So, now Don Lewis was a pilot. I think his license were suspended, it says. Uh, but he had several planes. He had the means and opportunity to get a new plane, used plane. He just had the means to do quite a bit. And with him being in Costa Rica a lot, you know, she really didn't know a great deal of what his business dealings entailed down there. Now, I have read that he was loaning money to the mafia type in Costa Rica, that he was into a lot of illegal business dealings down there, and his sex addiction played a role in that also. Now, like I said, Lewis filed a restraining order against Baskin, claiming that Baskin had threatened to kill him. The restraining order was rejected. Lewis continued to live with Baskin afterwards and continued his trips to Costa Rica. Of course, Lewis had told Baskin, Don Lewis had told Carol Baskin multiple times that he wanted a divorce, but she did not think he was ever serious. Of course, in the days leading up to his disappearance, Lewis bought a plane ticket to Costa Rica and was loading equipment on a truck destined for Miami, Florida. Now, this brings us to the morning of the disappearance. So, it stated that Don Lewis disappeared on August the 18th, 1997, at around 6 a.m. On August 20th, 1997, Lewis's white 1989 Dodge van was found at the Pilot Country Airport in Spring Hill, Florida, 40 miles away from the sanctuary. At the time of his disappearance, Lewis was known to own several planes and would fly them even though his private pilot license was suspended. The keys to the van were found on the floorboard and the van had been parked for a couple of days. No evidence was found within the van. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office found no sign of foul play at the Big Cat Rescue Sanctuary and visited Bacchus, Costa Rica where Lewis owned a 200-acre park as part of their investigation. Now, it states that their investigation in Costa Rica lasted five days. In Costa Rica, investigators found indications that Lewis engaged in extramarital affairs, and he also 
operated illegal business practices and found that two of Lewis's ocelots had recently been shipped out, but their whereabouts were not found. None of his credit cards have been used since his disappearance. So what does that, that lead us to look at here? In any kind of disappearance, you've got, or any kind of murder, disappearance, you always want to look at the inner circle, and then you work your way out. The authorities always want to start in the inner circle, and as they clear people, it's not that they may think they've done it, but they've got to eliminate in order to broaden that circle. And sometimes that circle doesn't get broadened because they get tunnel vision and they get fixated on somebody that they like for it and they form the evidence to point to that, that individual. I'll give you an example. If you watch any investigative, not necessarily ID, but any kind of true crime type show on television, I've seen it worded like this. Well, Jane Doe was way too emotional. She was over the top, frantic, crying, and that was just suspicious to me. I've also heard him say, Jane Doe showed no emotion whatsoever. She wasn't crying. She wasn't suspicious. That's just suspicious to me. So they can feed that and, and point that any which way they want. Now, a lot of times on missing person cases, the problem is, well, they're an adult. They're allowed to go missing. So they're always trying to play catch up when it's something that's nefarious, that's involved in a person that's going missing, which I understand that there are, there's only so many investigators to so many crimes, and you couldn't, if you went and investigated everybody that said, oh, such and such is missing, then they would be busy all day long doing that. I get that. But where do we find a happy medium to where, my God, if something happens to somebody, you want to be able to get on that case and to be able to start looking for evidence in that person's, or that individual person as so to where they're where they're at or where the last place they were because you know the last day before someone goes dis goes missing or, or is dis they've just disappeared off the face of the earth the last 24 hours are crucial as to where they went what they done who they seen and etc so what happened to Don Lewis who has motives who has means? Who has the opportunity to cause Don Lewis to go missing? Was it Don Lewis himself? Was it his wife, Carol Lewis, a.k.a. Carol Baskin? Or was it a Costa Rican cartel that decided they didn't want to pay Don his money back? Or was it a, a, a pimp that decided that Don Lewis had... So overstepped his, his bounds and done something to one of his, his girls or was it a father, a husband, a boyfriend? Who knows? But we'll look at it. We'll be right back. Alright, so what do we know about Don Lewis and his disappearance? Not much. We know that, according to his secretary, he had given her an envelope two weeks before he went missing. That stayed, and he stated to her that if anything happens to me, please read this. But, with that being said, it was two weeks after his disappearance that she had realized that she had that and forgot 
that she had that. So to me, that in and of itself is suspicious because if Don Lewis was going to disappear, he would need her help. And from the looks of the fact that there is no money in the safety deposit box, the 400000 he could have possibly done that. And here's why. Because no matter if he had opened up that safety deposit box, that could be for anything. He does not have to put Carol, his wife at the time, her name on it. And that would be something only him or maybe he'd put the secretary on it. Who knows? Nobody knows who exactly was on it. We do know it was there. We do know that he was putting money in it. And we do know that there is nothing in it now. We do know that Don Lewis had made comments before that he could fly a plane under the radar from a small airport like the pilot country airport he was in. There would be no flight logs. There would be no tail numbers. There would be no no information available to show that Don Lewis took a plane out of that airport. He could fly under the radar. He could land in Costa Rica. He could have started his new life. He could have done it. He could have got in with the wrong people. Maybe he didn't go to Costa Rica at all. He could have got into a situation to where you know, what monies he had transferred. See, because remember, he was already getting rid of Florida properties. He was putting it into a company only he controlled in Costa Rica. I'm not sure what Costa Rican law is, but I'm sure Mr. Don Lewis knew. So he was liquidating things in Florida, moving it to the control of the Costa Rican company that he had total control of, and had about almost half a million dollars in cash. So we have no idea how much he had hidden or how much he had already moved in order to take on this new life, walk away from Carol, walk away from these uh, illegal business businesses that he had you know, been involved with in the past and start a brand new life. So he drives the van up there, throws the keys in the floor, gets on the plane, and he's gone. The money, the letter to the receptionist or secretary, the com conversations of him having that he had with other people stating he could fly under the radar, and just his shady business dealings would give him a motive. Then he's got the money, and he's moving. He's selling Florida properties, moving them to the Costa Rican company. That gives him the means and the fact that he has the plane and can fly it under the radar gives him the opportunity. So he's got the motive. Maybe he's gotten in trouble with someone down in Costa Rica with his sex addiction and his illegal business practice. That's his motive to change his life to a whole new life. The means, the money, selling the Florida properties to the Costa Rican property or company that he means opportunity van at the airport and the fact that he had a license at once upon a time. I don't give a shit if he had a license or not. He don't, don't mean he couldn't fly the plane under the radar. So that's one theory. Another theory would be that Carol Lewis, a.k.a. Carol Baskin, decided that she wanted to have her husband killed or at least disappear 
So what would be her means, motive? I mean, she had the means. Obviously, she was the very last person to see him. Now, when the secretary had called her, wanting to know if she had seen Don, she's like, oh, are you serious? No, he's probably, you know, went off on one of his, because he had bought a ticket to Costa Rica. And he went to Costa Rica once a month. It wasn't anything that was proven. So it, it wouldn't be anything for her to, to, you know, not be suspicious of him being gone. That would also be a good cover for her as well. So she was the last person to see him. She states that he left early that morning. She had the opportunity. Now what was her motive? So we know she had the means because she's not a timid woman, remember? And she's not one to be messed with. So what means the most to Carol? What would be her motive? Money? I don't think so. I think she's got access to the money no matter what. She had the power of attorney. And according to her statement that, of course, now this power of attorney was, was stated that it was sounded kind of odd because the power of attorney was put in that if he was if he disappeared, that she would it would kick into place, which there's not a lot of people that, that use that, that uh, language in power of attorneys, but she stated it was because of his Costa Rican dealings and the fact that he had been loaning money to other uh, nefarious types in Costa Rica. So, that would give her reason to put that language in there. Now, once again, the that's that's not a proven theory. That's not a proven theory or fact. That's that's something that she has stated. So, would money be her motive? I don't think so. I think she she helped him make enough of that money after their marriage that I think she would be. Now he was wealthy, but he wasn't as wealthy as he is now without without Carol. What meant more to her than anything to me was the animal kingdom, the animal park, which after Don's disappearance is renamed to Big Cat Rescue. So that's what we're we will refer to it as. Don wants to continue breeding. Carol wants out of it. She wants to go total sanctuary. So to me, that's her motive. That's her baby. That's her love. Her first, her middle, her last love is Big Cat Rescue. That's the only thing on this earth she gives a shit about. So, why would she... Why would she jeopardize anything? Or why would she try to jeopardize her freedoms over some money or her freedoms over, but because that's the only thing that meant anything to her is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I'm trying to spit it out. To me, my opinion, the only thing that means anything to Carol Baskin is Big Cat Rescue. And she will cut your fucking head off for it. To me, that's her motive. That's her why. Because they had two different visions for this place and by God, she was not about to let Don Lewis tell her how to run this cat park. She was not getting ready to, to listen and to watch him continue to breed these animals and to continue to watch these animals being sold into captivity. 
She was not going to do it. You look at her work from that day forward, and every inch and every aspect of her life is Big Cat Rescue and abolishing all of the uh, abilities to own big animals. All right, it's said that Lewis left behind holdings estimated at more than $5 million, which that led to a legal dispute between Baskin and Lewis's children, which Lewis was declared legally dead in 2002. Most of Lewis's estate was left to Baskin, so she knew that. And on top of that, even if he stayed missing, it was a legal power of attorney. But if he was alive, she could have divorced him and probably had millions of dollars but she would have not had total control of that uh, animal park, Big Cat Rescue. So to me, the motive is going to be, what is her love? What would cause her to, to take the most egregious action upon her husband to take his life, to kill him? The only thing I see is Big Cat Rescue. So in 2004... It said Baskin refused to take a polygraph, polygraph related to the investigation as advised by her attorney, and I agree because it's not going to, even if she passes it, that are not admissible, it's not going to exonerate you, and if she fails it, they're going to look at her even further. So it's going to do nothing. Never take a polygraph. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Um, of course, by 2005, it seems that the authorities leaned away from the theory that Lewis had disappeared on his own. Hillsborough County Sergeant John Marscanio, Marscanio, whatever, stated that from an investigative standpoint, it didn't seem that like Lewis ran off on his own. Um, I would agree with that. Although, I'm telling you, it, 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 it wouldn't surprise me, but just the fact that here's the thing. It would be different if that was his first wife and it was him and Carol and that's what they had, but he had a, a wife and he had kids before that, and I'm, I'm sure he loved his kids, and he wouldn't leave his kids, so he might have, I would have said more along the lines of yes, if he would have, you know, faked his death for 10 years, and then come, he would have come out, but, you know, it's been a long time, and, uh, you know, he's not reached out to any of his loved ones, which I find to give a good reason to, like by 2005, I guess that would have been eight years. He, No one's heard from him. He's not used his cards. He's not, I don't know exactly what happened with the business or the businesses in Costa Rica. But I'm assuming that that's part of the $5 million that she inherited. Um... Basically, the department saying that they don't, they do not have any type of evidence, not one piece that suggests that Lewis was killed, and the case is still open as of 2020. He is considered a missing and an endangered person, but by law, he is was officially considered dead. Now, the unofficial theories, uh, December of '98, Pam Lambert of People wrote that there was a wealth of suspects and scenarios, but little precious evidence. The third episode of the Tiger King Netflix series, The Secret, uh, covered multiple theories surrounding Lewis's disappearance. Lewis's children have pushed the theory that Baskin fed Lewis to the tigers 
and have criticized investigators for not running a DNA test on a meat grinder at the sanctuary. And now Baskin had reacted to those allegations, scenarios, but basically had uh, there was little, little evidence. Basically, she had said um, that there would be human bones as 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 remains. If the tigers would have eaten Lewis, uh, Baskin expressed her disappointment about the theories to Lambert, saying, "Can you imagine having people think you killed your husband or wife?" and not being able to prove otherwise. Without a body, there is nothing I can do to clear my name. Baskin has a long-running feud excuse me, with private zoo owner Joe Exotic. Exotic has promoted an um, unsubstantiated theory that Baskin was involved in her husband's disappearance. Uh, and having criticized investigators for not running a DNA test on a meat grinder at the sanctuary, Baskin reacted to the allegations saying... Oh, I read that already. And that is from People Magazine. Um, article from 98. Um, of course, Joe Exotic, we all know from the Tiger King. He had, I, I'm not sure how, he just went off the rails, man. He really did. I'm, I, I think he got what he asked for by just making such a loud racket of just, God almighty. I think he was pushed and set up a little bit more by Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe's a shady fucker to begin with. Um, I wouldn't believe a damn thing he has to say. I think he pushed the issue. Now, I think Joe Exotic, or the Tiger King, was cruel to these animals, and I think those animals lived in horrendous conditions at times. I don't know the full story. And I, I do know that he had set himself up for this uh, this murder-for-hire plot. Which, and you know, I'm sure at some point in time he probably thought about it and talked about it, but I don't think it would have went as far as it did without Jeff Lowe. Um, because the gentleman that he gave the money to never even went to Tampa. And Jeff Lowe got all that conjured up. So, the third and final theory would be, which, and I agree with, with Carol on the fact that if she is going, now she could feed, she, I'm telling you, you so these people know that if you've ever fed tigers, and I haven't, I've seen uh, that on Joe Exotic that they'd taken that horse and they'd had it filleted up in like eight eight minutes and had it fed to the tigers and it was gone. If, he, if they're going to eat a horse, they're going to eat a damn human. I'll tell you right now, there will be no damn bones or anything. I don't agree with that. So I will about guarantee there that if Carol Baskin or a.k.a. Carol Lewis was involved in Don's disappearance. I mean, what's a little bit of blood on a on a big cat rescue sanctuary where you've got 50 tigers? Dude's gone. And there will be no bones. I'm telling you. If them tigers eat a fucking horse or run a gazelle down in the damn wild, poor skinny-ass Don Lewis didn't have a chance. No body. No crime. She don't give a fuck about living with the... She don't care. She don't care if that hangs over her head, I'm telling you. This woman, at the age of 15, was hitchhiking up and down the East Coast, sleeping in her cars. And when she first met this man, she got into a vehicle with a revolver on the seat, and their first date was, hold this revolver on me and talk to me. So, come on. She don't give a shit. She gives a shit about this big cat rescue. So, the third theory I'll mention briefly, because I don't... I mean, it, it has some merit, I guess, just because we... 
we don't know exactly what Don was involved in business-wise in Costa Rica or even in Florida for that matter. So it could have been somebody that he had a beef with. But in my opinion, if it was somebody that was uh, of the underworld type or even an angry father, angry boyfriend, angry husband, they're going to shoot Don the fucking head and they're going to leave him right where he lays, period. It ain't going to make a damn they ain't worried about setting the van up at the airport making it look like he left. They're not going to worry about making his body disappear. If it's somebody in a rage or a, a mafia-style hit, they're going to cut his throat. They're going to pull his tongue through his neck. and they're, they're, It's just they ain't going to go to this elaborate scheme. of of it, it'll be, You'd have a better chance of Don uh, faking his own death as you would third-party mafia, angry boyfriend, angry husband, angry whatever. Bad business dealing, angry partner. Whatever it may be. So, either he left on his own, or Carol possibly did not want him to interfere with her big cat rescue, her life, her baby, her child, her love, her first and only love. So, what does she do? She actually ends up marrying. And you know what? Let me look at that. I want to tell you wrong. I don't want to. Um, I may not have it anywhere. I know that. Howard Baskin. Married in 2004. Okay. So, she had the means to, to operate this big cat rescue. Because him disappearing and him... With the, the way the power of attorney was written out, if he disappeared, she's got control. So Big Cat Rescue is a nonprofit animal sanctuary near Tampa, Tampa, Florida in the United States devoted to rescuing and housing exotic cats, rehabilitating injured or orphaned native wildcats, and ending the private trade and ownership of exotic cats via educational outreach and legislation. As of April 9th, 2019, the center is home to 17 big cats and 34 small cats. Big Cat Rescue has sheltered Binturongs, Bobcats, Canada Lynx, Curricles, Civets, Cougars, Jeffrey's Cats, Leopards, including Amur, Lions, Jaguars, Ocelots, Sand cats, savannah cats, uh, servials, Siberian lynx, and tigers. Uh, the sanctuary is located on 67 acres in the Citrus Park area of North Tampa. 2014, Big Cat Rescue received over 27,000 visitors. Big Cat Rescue began operating in 1992 and bills itself as one of the world's largest accredited sanctuaries for exotic cats and a leading advocate for ending the abuse of calf captive big cats and saving wild cats from extinction. It is a registered 501c3 nonprofit accredited by the Global Federation uh, and is a member of the World Animal Protection. It has received 10 consecutive four-star ratings from Charity Navigator USDA inspection reports for 2017, 18, 19 have all been compliant. Big Cat Rescue started November 4, 1992 by Don Lewis and Carol Baskin. The sanctuary was previously known as Wildlife on Easy Street, which featured a bed and breakfast experience that allowed guests to spend the night with a young wildcat in their cabin. That's how they started. 
petting, cub petting, cub petting, cub petting. She hated it eventually. That's what she tried to shut Joe Exotic and jo uh, uh, Jeff Lowe down for. According to the sanctuary, this part of its history was a misguided effort to aid captive conservation and animal welfare of privately owned animals. The company became a nonprofit in 1995. The sanctuary was accredited by the Association of Sanctuaries in 1998. So, the sanctuary was accredited by the Association of Sanctuaries. When? 97, when Don was around? No, 1998. And its successor, the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries since 2007 to present. This is her dream. In September 2000, Wildlife on Easy Street applied to the Association of Zoos. And that... When did it change its name? Seven, okay. Um, and aquariums for accreditation a certified related facility. The application was denied in March of 2001 for various reasons, including concerns about the amount of visitor contact with the cats, lack of any trained zoological professionals on staff, insufficient formal veterinarian programs, and unfinished parameter fencing. The sanctuary ceased physical encounters of any kind between the public and cat and cats housed there in 2003. 2013, following a 2011 lawsuit, Joseph Maldonado Passage, a.k.a. Joe Exotic, a.k.a. Tiger King, whose family runs, or did, I guess, the GW Exotic Animal Park, was ordered to pay Big Cat Rescue $1 million for using confusingly similar trademark material. Joe Exotic attempted to hire a hitman to kill Carol Baskin, chief executive officer of Big Cat Rescue, who had won against him in 2013. Uh, Joseph Maldonado Passage has since been arrested and convicted of two counts of murder for hire, eight violations of the Lacey Act, and nine of Endangered Species Act. In October 2014, Big Cat Rescue was issued a warning by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Con Conservation Commission for letting a leopard into an enclosure that was insufficiently secured for this species, which could have resulted in an escape. The warning was issued after a complaint by Vernon Yates, a trapper and director of wildlife rescue and rehabilitation. Baskin responded to that cage, said it was compliant uh, with law when it was built. March of 2019, Big Cat Rescue opened the world's first AR zoo where the experience are all in virtual reality. Uh, January 23, 2020, uh, Joe Maldonado Passage was sentenced to 22 years in federal prison for murder for hire and wildlife charges. He was pushed uh, and pushed and set up by Jeff Lowe who was said to be involved but has not been charged but was uh, used to tape and record Joe and can continue to push the issue of killing Carol we will do man I don't know if we, I, there's been enough on Joe Exotic I think I would like to do an episode look into Jeff Lowe a little bit but I don't know if there's enough there um, so it's also killed five tigers of course, I'm certain, I mean, a lot of the animal cruelty charges, like I said, were were pretty blatant. And a lot of these animals lived in really tight situations, and I, that breaks my heart. Uh, I'm sure the murder for hire plot was initiated by Joe. And maybe he talked a lot about a lot of things, but I do believe Jeff Lowe pushed and pushed and pushed. Now, he had some uh, 
dealings with Carol Baskin early on. She was a, a tell you, man, she was that woman, man. You did not want her on your ass. That's why I'm telling you. This park was everything. She went head-to-head with Joe uh, Maldonado Passage, Joe Exotic, and Jeff. And if she thought you were cub-petting after 1998, whenever they went to a straight sanctuary, she was in your ass. She had people follow Joe to all of his places. We went to the mall for cub-petting. I mean, she had people. This takes a lot of courage to do these things. I'm not agreeing with it. I think that the animal should be protected, but all I'm saying is it takes a lot of balls or a lot of guts to go out there and get in somebody's face about something you truly believe in, and I believe this is something she believed in. She may have started out no different than Joe, and she may be just a big of a piece of shit when it comes to her animals. I've never been to the park, but it seems like when it comes to the conservation side of big cats, that big cat rescue is one of the main, one of the is the leader in it. The, um, one of the main goals of Big Cat Rescue is to end ownership and trade of exotic felines in the private sector entirely. Big Cat Rescue claims that permit systems are not effective at ensuring animal welfare and campaigns for a total ban of private ownership of big cats, regardless of keeping conditions. Uh, probably wouldn't affect them any considered they're considered a sanctuary. The center is part of the International Tiger Coalition, which is basically want to stop the trade of tiger parts. Um, Big Cat Rescue wanted, uh, according to the plan, Big Cat Rescue wanted interstate transport of big cats for any reason, including conservation breeding programs, to end by 2012. This play of large exotic cats in zoos to end by 2013 and keeping of any exotic cats, including smaller species in zoos, to be discontinued by 15. In 2015, Big Cat Rescue began campaigning for the passage of a bill in the United States Congress called the Big Cat Public Safety Act that would ban all future keeping of all large cat species in the United States with zoos certified by the Association of Zoos and Aquarium as well as certain sanctuary, sanctuaries, universities, wildlife rehabilitators to be exempt. 2019 revised uh, to end cub handling altogether. Uh, 2005, now... So they want, they want to end cub, cub handling, the primary cause of abuse, and phase out private ownership of big cats while allowing possession by USDA licensee. As of January 2020, H.R. 1380 has 227 co-sponsors in the House, and the companion bill, S2561, has 17 co-sponsors in the Senate. Um, so there's your motive if you think Carol Baskin done it, was the ability to control Big Cat Rescue. She couldn't continue to attack everybody and go the high and mighty route if she's doing the same thing that they're doing. And there is one thing for sure that Don Lewis has uh, disappeared and has not been seen since the morning of August 18th, 1997. So, where is Don Lewis? Is he dead? Is he missing? Did he take a plane and fly under the radar? Probably not. Not after this long. But did he get in the way of Carol Baskin, or a.k.a. Carol Lewis at the time of her Get in the way of her plans and uh, 
for a cat sanctuary? Probably so. And it's like they say when those bobcats get a little bit older, they'll claw your face off. This is the weekly podcast.